Welcome to Supercharge My Practice, a podcast dedicated to helping you build a thriving and fulfilling natural therapies business. Each week, your host, Anil Mustafa, interviews leading practitioners and field experts, sharing proven tactics, inspiring stories, and actionable steps that will help you unlock your potential. Supercharge My Practice is proudly brought to you by My Appointments Practice Management System. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 14 of the Supercharge My Practice podcast. Today, I have Ange Ritchie, who is a motivator, athlete, and lover of coffee. She's also the founder and head goal coach of the My Goal Squad. Ange is a passionate goal setter and goal kicker herself, wakes up driven and excited by the purpose and clarity that her goals give her. My Goal Squad is known for supporting entrepreneurial females get really clear on what their dream life is, what drives them, and helping them in creating kick-ass goals to achieve the life they desire. Ange, such a pleasure to meet you and welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I always love to talk about the thing that I'm most passionate about um, and especially to health practitioners, which is another one of my loves. (laughs) Excellent. I want to get to start by getting to know you a little bit better. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be a goal setting coach. Yeah, sure. So I think I started off goal setting uh, just by competing against my older sister and trying to beat her at everything, not really knowing (laughs) what goals were. And then I was like, this is so boring. I don't even like the stuff she's into. (laughs) Um, And then I started setting goals myself and actually worked out what goal setting was. So I sort of did it through sport when I was in high school. But interestingly, as a teenager, I was always asking the successful people that I would meet in life, oh, you know, what's given you the success you've got? And I was always from that age wanting to help other people be happier um, and help them achieve whatever it was that they're wanting and whether that was because they thought they were stuck or they couldn't achieve it and which is just a mindset typically um, or they just didn't know how. I was always like wanting to help other people. Um, And then I was doing my goal setting through sport um, and then landed a job at Lululemon when it was just one store in Australia. Can you believe it was even that small at one point? (laughs) Um, And now it's grown to rival Nike and I think a lot of that has been due to the culture that they set, which is hugely based on goal setting. And they uh, it's not just about the goal setting, which we'll talk about today anyway, I'm sure. It's all the things that surround the goal setting. It's about becoming a leader. And when you learn to lead yourself, you can then lead others and you can lead organizations or businesses. And you need to be a leader to be able to set and achieve goals. And Uh, When I was working at Lululemon, we would coach all the staff and I was running goal-setting events for the community and uh, then I was coaching actually small businesses. So it was health and fitness studios that were carrying a range of Lululemon, which was really incredible. So even some health retreats that you might know, Gwingana um, got to go up there and run a session with them and help them goal-set as well. So when I left Lululemon, Uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, what happened to the world? Why are there so many unhappy people or stuck people? And then I realised, I was like, well, not everyone's had a Lululemon. Where would you go if you wanted to learn about setting goals? Like you don't go to a psychologist, you don't go to a counsellor, you don't go to a coach necessarily because not all of them know how to set goals effectively. And so I was like, well, I'm going to be a goal coach And people were contacting me once I left Lululemon to say, have you started a business yet? I've got all these people that want to come and see you and things like that. So I ended up starting one out of sort of having the demand there and I haven't looked back. So helping other people get unstuck to feeling empowered and getting results that are meaningful to them is one of the best things in the world. So that's how we started. Mm -hmm. And so how long has the My Goal Squad been running for? And I'm assuming you've you've set yourself your own goals to start up that (laughs) business. And I'm assuming you set yourself some pretty cool goals in terms of your athletic career. So tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, sure. So I've been running for over 12 years and it's sort of goes up or down depending on what else is going on in life. Um, I must say, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, The years that I've decided to do a house renovation and have a baby, they've sort of been a little quieter. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I've definitely um, 
been doing it for a long time and interestingly like even when in your own life you're still doing it even if you're not going and doing lots of presentations or um have more clients or what doing corporate workshops and things like that you're I'm, I still live by the goal setting method um and that's really what brought me to the structure and system and support framework that I have built for my goal squad clients um, because this is all of what I have been developing for myself over the years. And when I first started setting goals and I was honing in, how am I going to improve the results? Because I'm I'm really keen. I love seeing the results and I love seeing results on for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, uh, I was doing it mainly through sport. So some of the things that I was achieving, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've achieved that. And it was all due to setting goals, going through the system that I used and achieving them. And I was like looking back going, how the heck did I do that? Oh my God, this works. <laughs> so it's kind of funny in hindsight to be surprised by your own structure working. But then time and time again, I was achieving things that were just beyond my own dream. So I've um, qualified for the World Triathlon Championships uh twice um i came in the top 25 in the last half ironman world championships which was um pretty amazing considering i had an absolute doozy which is also an interesting story um about going you know when you have setbacks and i had so many setbacks on the day that were just out of my control and yet you had to you there's the pinnacle of what you're working for that was your goal day and Mm. you just have to use your brain, use your skills and go with what you know to get over that to then keep going, going, I'm I'm still in this race. You've got to do your best. Um, so, yeah, so World Championships, I was a second um, female in Australia in the New York Marathon with with the goal time that I set out to, to do, which is three hours 11. Um, and one of actually the only girl that beat me by a couple of minutes was actually my friend. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I was um, I did really well there. Um, I've achieved so many other things, like national roles in um, certain companies and even at Lululemon. Um, and, it goes on, but I don't really want it to be all about me. But that's some of the things that I have I have achieved. And even I might say just two years ago, I realized that or one year ago, actually, I was looking at my vision that I'd set for my three year goals. And I was actually living it. And I couldn't believe it. I was sitting literally at my desk where I am now. And I was looking out the window where I can see the water. And I had on there that I was living in a modern, bright light, um beautiful two-story place um with my husband and a kid and I was pregnant at the time I hadn't had the kids so I was like near enough near enough enough." (laughs) with water views and even though you sort of have to stand on tiptoes to see the water if we built another level it'd be great but um yeah I was living the life that I'd set out to be and it was kind of like oh cool yeah good reminder yeah, that's amazing. It's always inspiring to hear people who are achieving those things that they're setting out for because I know there's a lot of setbacks that happens in life. So to be able to hear people achieving those things despite setbacks is quite inspirational. So let's get into the juice of what goal setting is. So what are the fundamentals of goal setting and what specific things should natural health practitioners be planning for when they're goal setting? Awesome. Great question. The fundamentals are getting really clear on your values. And I think that this is something that a lot of people don't realize the importance of. Um, And I came up with an analogy the other day of when you don't know what your values are, it's like stepping into a manual car. You've got five gears that somewhere on that gear shift, there's each of those five gears. But as you go down a road, you bunny hop, you stall the car, it like makes these terrible noises. It doesn't feel comfortable or nice and flow. And yet when you know what your top five values are, you can move smoothly through driving that manual with the five gears. You can have a smooth ride. You don't stall. You just have this momentum. And not to say that neither situations, you aren't going to get a hill that you have to drive up. There's going to be challenges for sure, which will take a bit of extra horsepower or engine power or whatever you want to talk about. Um, but knowing those five values is is critical because that is what drives our thoughts, our actions, who we spend time with because we subconsciously connect with other people on a values basis. Um, 
And then essentially that's then an outcome of what results we're going to get. So when we align our goals with our values, our life is like in flow. And I'm sure you all have felt that time where there's like this awesome positive flow. Things seem easy. There's like a beautiful momentum going. And then you also know the times where you're like, I don't want to go to that event. I don't want to go to that party. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to do that activity. Usually that's tax or something a little uh, a little more dry. Um, when you don't align your life or your business with those values, then you'll get resistance and it'll be like headbutting. Um, and it's it's not fun. So the importance of knowing those values is critical. Once you've done that, setting out your one-year vision. So where do you want to be in one year's time? And what this does is it stops you getting caught in the busy, what you want now, what you might see as available right now, the shiny balls that are really exciting, but maybe aren't going to get you to move the dial for the long term. And as practitioners in your own business, you need to think longer term. And if one year is the furthest that you can think, great, amazing. If you can think three years, even better. If you can think five years, even better. But one year. Because then you're going to set goals that are going to be more sustainable but going to move the dial more impactfully in your business. And so once you've set that one-year vision, that's where your goals come from. So you pull your goals down. And usually with clients, I set them across career or business, um, personal, finance, and health. And then there's another section of whatever they if there's something else that they also want. Um, So when it's their business, we also can set business goals across the different areas and that will include things like a marketing section, a people section, operational section, um, that sort of thing, so that you can then have a really clear business, one-year business goals on a page basically. Once you've set your one-year goals, I always say that you need to have a buy when. So or by when for you need to hire two people. Is that the 30th of June? And always write the year because if, if you're sending this out to the universe, you don't want it to be in five years' time, so always <laughs> write the year. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then I also love to get people to write their why. And the why is something that most people will be like, oh, I'll do that later, I can't be bothered, or I don't see the point. But once you do start setting goals, your why is the emotional connection that's going to mean that you might stay at work later and miss that event that you really wanted to go to, to get the planning done, to hire the person that you need to hire, to get your books in order or get those invoices paid or raised or whatever it is. It's going to get you to um, go beyond the normal life and an easy option to achieve something that's, that's meaningful to you. So when we fall off our goals, you can look to your why and go, okay, why did I really want this goal? Yes, that is that that pulls on my heartstrings or the, you know, the emotional strings on the inside. Yeah, I really want to work towards that. I'm going to find a way to make that happen. Um, so the why is really important for each of our goals. And then the way we write the goals is also a key to the the fundamentals of it. A lot of people just think you just write out the goal, but so many will say, I don't want this. I don't want that. Unfortunately, human brains are so focused on like what we don't want. You know, you might walk around the house and, and that little voice in your head is like, oh, I don't want to do the, I don't want to do the invoicing. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Or oh, I just did so badly on this. So we're so negatively driven, which is just the primal fear response of protecting us. I get it, <laughs> but it's not helpful, is it? So with our goals, because we're designing our future, with our goal setting, we want to write it in a positive way because when you look at your goals, you want to be looking at them and being like, yes, that really excites me. I want to double my sales or I want to have a a full book of clients by the end of next year. Um, So we want to write it in what in the state of positive state and what you want and make sure you don't have any of the don'ts or what you don't want in there. So we make sure it's also written in a current way. So I am seeing eight clients per day or I have a full book of clients to fill 30 client spots per week by the 31st of December, 2020, 
for I won't put the pressure on anyone. Don't say <laughs> <laughs> said, said twenty twenty three. That's a bit, bit scary. Um, and then what we also want to do is break them down. So now you've got your one year goals. You're like, great, amazing. I'm excited. I know where I want to be in one year's time. Take that goal and literally by each month, write in what needs to happen each month in order to get there. So let's say you might say you might have a goal of having the 30 clients per week. That's probably a lot, isn't it? Uh, it depends on the profession, but for some practitioners that's pretty standard, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Let's assume it's less than one-hour sessions <laughs> um, so that they've still got time to work on their business and not just in it. Uh, so 30 30 clients per week, you might say for January, you might build up to 15 clients per week. For February, you might want to then have 20 clients per week. For March, it goes to 25. So it's actually incremental, not nothing, 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 nothing. December next year, I want 30 clients. (laughs) Mm. Um, So it's broken down into manageable bite-size steps. When people stop, and they just have their one-year goals written out, you can still be totally in overwhelm. Because if I said to you, like, you might be starting out your business or you might have just started, and that might be a pipe dream to have 30 clients per week in a year's time. You look at that and you're like, overwhelm, that's too much. Oh, I'm not going to do anything. Or you go into this, like, freeze state. We have to put those one-year goals aside and then what we want to focus on is what we can do in this next one week or one month. And then that is where the access point to you being able to take action comes in. Mm, Love that. Yeah. What about the the other the other side of it? And that is that some people feel overwhelmed by seeing everything written out, but you also Mm. find the flip side is that when everything is written out and it's so clear, it actually is like, oh, this is actually isn't that hard. This feels like it's really achievable because you've got a direction of exactly where you're going. That's what I personally found when I yeah. goal set. It's just broken everything down in chunk-sized pieces. And when you've got mm-hmm. the direction for each of the different elements of what you're trying to achieve, it just does not feel as overwhelming as what it did before you started that goal-setting process. So is that something that you find yourself as well? I love that you've shared that. I love it. Totally. Absolutely. Because the difference also, you know, it goes back to um, that same thing of like, if you just set your one-year goals and then you, on the, in January, and then on the 31st of December, once you filed it on your bookshelf for the year, you pull it out and go to go cheers and hope that someone else has done your goals. It doesn't like, it doesn't work like that. You have to make it easy for you to be able to take action. So like you're saying, if you have one big goal and each day you think, I've got to work on that getting the 30 clients or whatever for this year, I've got to work on that getting the 30 clients, but you don't know the little parts to take, it just becomes too hard for your brain. And then the typical action is no action. So if you go and even if you look at it on a daily basis of, Each day you turn up to work and you don't know what you've got to do that day. It's really overwhelming because you can either then look at your full list of everything that you have to do and that's overwhelming or you could look at like an empty blank canvas, which is also overwhelming to many people too, and you don't know what's the purpose. And then at the end of the day when you go to bed, you can't put your head on your pillow going, yes, I got three main priorities done. So to your point, having them broken down, even down to the week. So with my um, clients, I will have what their monthly goal is and then we break it down to each week, what do you need to do? Mm-hmm. And it makes it so simple for them because mm-hmm. they open their goal sheet and one of the tips and tricks I have um, that I actually, it's really unsexy, but my God, it gets great results. I put my weekly goals on my <laughs> lock screen of my phone. Oh, I know, I know it's, it's <laughs> not sexy. It's no picture of my little baby or a dream vision beach, but it really works. And I change it around at times. But putting them there makes it so easy to be like, yeah, cool. I've got half an hour sitting in the car before this next appointment or whatever it is. I can take action on that. I can call that person and arrange that. Um so you actually end up taking more action than if you didn't know what they were um, mm. or you still had that one big master one-year plan or one-year goal in your head mm. and you don't know those small steps. Um, so absolutely, it makes it easy. It's 
uh, your brain then doesn't have to think and your emotions don't need to come into it. You can remove the emotion, see the list of actions to take for your goal and just go and take them. Mm, I love that idea of having it on your screen, uh, your screen saver. Um, but I'm going to ask you something on that. And that is that I know personally, I find it really hard to switch off from work. And I know a lot of practitioners feel really overwhelmed in their business because they're there with their patients, but they also have to manage their business. And when you're physically with a patient, you can't do anything but be present for that patient. So often you feel yeah. a bit overwhelmed. So for me, writing down exactly what I need to achieve always makes life a lot easier. But if you've got yeah. that screenshot on your phone and it's 8.30 at night and you're trying to wind down, do you not look at your phone and go, oh, should I do uh, that? Or can I leave that for tomorrow? Totally. But you know what? If you've got an iPhone, the best thing is you can change the screen now. So you can easily change it to a picture when you finish work. And it's almost like logging off your computer. Mm. You know, I'm ready to shut that down now. I've done, I'm done for the day. Um, another option that it maybe works better if you don't have time to do that extra little step of swapping your screensaver over is putting your uh, weekly actions in your calendar. And I get clients to put it in on a Monday. So it's just a you know, whatever time, it doesn't really matter. Basically, it's just going to hold a, a placeholder for all the things that you need to get done that week in order to achieve your monthly and your yearly goals. And obviously, then you can have another section if you've got other little bits and pieces that need to be added into that. And the good thing about that is it's every time you go to look at your calendar, at your clients, at your, you know, what you've got on in your business, You've also got access to it on your phone. So if you ever need to go back and add something when it's after hours or you're away from your computer, you can add into that to-do list um, or the goal action list. Mm. But it's there every week. The other thing I love about that is when you get to that point sometimes of where you're like, this is so hard and everyone gets there. There's times in your business where you're like, this is hard. I don't know where the clients are going, but, uh, you know, business is a bit low at the moment. You feel a bit flat. Everyone feels flat at some point. And you can look back and look at those little calendar reminders or the calendar actions and see actually how far you've come. Mm. Look at how much progress you're making. And that can be some motivation to get you back into action and back on track uh, in taking actions uh, forwards. It's really important. That's It's really important to be able to have record of progress that you're making for you to be able to know within yourself and feel that confidence and progress to then be able to keep moving forward knowing that you're actually improving getting better getting towards your goal because when we do set one-year goals it can seem like forever when we're just doing say one percent as each day so what's really important is to look back to be able to see, you know, you've already gone 50%. So don't quit now. You, you've you only got another 50% to go. Mm, I love that. Let's talk about goal accountability. Obviously, it's crucial for achieving long-term success. But naturally, we get, all get busy. We've got, you know, things going on in our lives and things get on top of us. So you can set a goal, but how do you hold yourself accountable? And obviously a coach is great for that. And I think that's one of the best things about coaching is that you always got to respond back to somebody else when it's your own <laughs> business because it's very easy to get you know caught up in your own stuff. So what strategies do you recommend to help practitioners stay accountable to their goals? I love that. Great question. Um, accountability is actually like, it's. I call it like the golden icing on top of the goal setting. Goal setting is great, but sometimes people can use it also that planning as procrastination. So what the accountability does is keeps you in action of those goals. Um, and accountability will also help you move through the times where you feel stressed or fearful or overwhelmed or unsure and you're sitting you know, between two decisions and you just can't make a decision, it will help you move through those um, blockers quicker um, mm -hmm. as we all need a bit of a bouncing 
uh, bouncing board for ideas, when particularly for those people that are in their business on their own. So um, having someone else to bounce ideas off is really valuable because you can't actually talk to a lot of your staff about, sorry, you can't talk to your staff about a lot of things going on in your business because you are the leader, right? So having, yeah, having an accountability coach that can help you through that is is amazing. And that isn't always going to be available to somebody else. Um, So other things that you can do also is uh, put up your goals somewhere where you're going to see them every single day. Mm. And I put the one-year goal sheet. You can have your monthly actions out there as well. But I always suggest to only print the next three months out. You don't need to worry about, you know, beyond three months because that starts to get into that that's a bit overwhelming. That's a bit big. That's a long way away. Um, so I want you just to focus on the next three months and and what are those next three months actions to do with? That's There's the one-year goals on the left-hand side. And what it does is it actually puts those goals into your subconscious mind. And when we look at something, even that one-year goal that might seem really big and a bit scary but exciting, mm-hmm. um, what it does is it gets us more comfortable And the more we see something and get used to it and we see it every day, every day, then it seems like, okay, cool, I'm comfortable with that. Now I can take the action. So the subconscious brain is pretty amazing. It's also a problem-solving machine. So if we don't know how we're going to achieve one of our goals, then once you've got it up on your wall and you're seeing it all the time, your brain is going to then start working out, how am I going to get there? And there's a thing called the reticular activating system. And people would have heard about it where you buy a red car and then you see everyone with a red car, but you thought you were the only one. Yeah. So that's the RAS system. So similarly, where you've got a goal and you're seeing it every day, thinking, how am I going to do this? When you start getting dots that you can join together of that's, you know, it will help you find the dots to join together to achieve that goal. So that keeps you accountable because it keeps the brain in um keeps the goals in your brain as to what you're what you're working towards. Um, something else is just having those um, having those goals on your phone. Having someone else that maybe is another business in a similar situation or it doesn't even matter whether they don't have the same business. It could be just a friend that also wants to stay accountable. And so I've had clients where they've just sent a message to it to another person. It could be a friend, a family member, and says, hey, what's your big goal that you're achieving this week? And they do a check-in, send a message at the start of the week, and they send a check-in message at the end of the week to set up then the next week. And I think that's really awesome. I mean, there are groups and things that you can um, go to um, as well, but it also depends on your time. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is setting alerts in your um, calendar or your phone, and it is that every week or every month, Go and check in with what your goals are and check in with how am I going on there and even write your progress on there Mm. Um, because you can coach yourself in a way um, but just reviewing how you're going and sometimes when we start writing down the progress we make, it's really exciting to be able to see like amazing, I am growing, this is getting better when you look at the actual big goals rather than being stuck in the busyness. When you go back to your goals and you're writing in like, Yes, I'm now up to 10 clients per week on a regular basis. Awesome. So it can be really encouraging that way. Mm, And your why, coming back to your why, I think having that somewhere very prominent when you wake up in the morning, maybe you can have it beside your bed, you could even laminate it, put in your shower if you really want. There's so many ways in which you can bring your why to the forefront because when you are driven by what you're doing and reading that and reiterating why you're doing it, it makes it Mm. easier to continue going down your path despite any setbacks because that kind of gives you that direction. So, yeah, I love that advice. Uh, And then segue, handling those setbacks. Obviously, it's a common challenging goal pursuit is managing your setbacks as well. So how can practitioners effectively manage feelings of defeat when they encounter obstacles or fall short of their goals? Yeah, awesome. So we sort of touched on this a little bit before. Um, If you have track record of actually the progress that you're making I always say go back and look at actually how far you've come so you might have a little obstacle but it's absolutely not going to be like 
unless it's closed your business and someone's bricked up your business and you you just can't get to it. <laughs> Typically, it's not as big as it initially feels. So, I mean, in order to get over the emotions, I always say just go for a walk and go and move your body. So moving or changing our emotional state, uh, what we want to do is change our physiology. So either sweat, have a shower, anything to do with water, either produce it through sweat <laughs> or get in water. Um, because initially you want to come down from that emotion because you're not going to be making rational decisions and you're not going to be thinking clearly. You're going to be coming from an emotional state. And that's not great for anyone or progress. Um, so work on changing your emotional state first. So go for a walk, a run, do some yoga, go outside, go for a swim, have a shower if you're really short on time. Um and move or listen to music and, and dance for four minutes. Everyone's got four minutes if you need to change your state. Um, and then I want you to look at that why. So is it a goal? Is it one of your goals that you've had a setback in? What's the why? Do you really want that goal or is that goal just not working for you? Is it is it not aligned to your values? When I was talking about values before, I should also mention that um, Identify your own personal values, but also identify your business values. And your business values are important because you can then align who is your client? Are they are they aligning with my values? What are the what are the actions or operational systems in your business? Are they aligning to our values? Things like integrity or um, fun and that sort of thing. Because when they're out of alignment, then maybe that's when we think there's an obstacle but maybe it's just a misalignment. Um, I also love looking at obstacles as in this is just testing me to see how badly I want this goal, mm. right? And sometimes, I mean, we get given challenges only because they're only challenges that we know that we can or the, the universe knows that we can get through. So when we get tested, it's a great time to reflect, is this something I seriously want because I'm going to have to work my butt off to go get over this obstacle and achieve it? Or is it just not, not aligned, like I was saying? Interestingly, I talk about one of the principles to look at when you do goal setting is always change the strategy but not the goal if you've identified that that goal is really important to you. So once you've decided, yep, that goal is something that I really, really want, I want you to change the strategy and it might be totally changing the direction. So I talk about um, the Sydney to Hobart race. So where they they can't move Hobart, that is the goal. But what they can do is they can either go wide out to New Zealand and in or they can do lots of tacks and stay close to the coastline of Australia. But they're changing their strategy but not the destination. So think of that as your analogy for how you can rework how you are going about something. Another suggestion is looking the totally opposite direction. And this might sound crazy, but what would be the total opposite action of what you've been doing that could also get the outcome? Mm -hmm. So if you're paying for advertising, you're paying for marketing, and typically what we do is when something isn't working, don't we go, we'll go harder, longer, stronger, faster, Put more money into it and do more in the same direction but then that's not working so what if you went the total opposite way so instead of paying for marketing and putting more and more money sinking more money into it why don't you go out and go to events go and meet people network in person do the total opposite amazing how often that can actually get results and one of the times i tore my hamstring because i was training for the world championships um I it was after the world championships actually because I just decided that I needed to run on the injury and compete on the injury. So when I got down to uh, this recovery, it was so frustrating. I decided I'd worked out how to do boxing by sitting on my bed where I didn't have to move my leg. That's wow. <laughs> um, good. I would be. It is. It is. But it was so finite that I because I couldn't move my leg, couldn't take the blood away from there because it needed to repair. Um, my hamstring. And then I was like, what is the 180 degree opposite of this? And I was like, meditation. No, I don't want to do meditation. I did meditation. 
Mm. Because, you know, it's the boxing to meditation. And that's actually what I needed to get the calm, to give my body the repair, to get back into, into action again. So what is the 180 flip um, to being able to achieve that same goal? Um, and also using language that is going to be supportive to you. Be kind because everyone goes through challenges. It's just not everyone talks about them. <laughs> but they but everyone isn't immune. Anyone that's got anywhere and had success has all had challenges. Mm-hmm. So I love to add the word yet at the end. So I haven't achieved X or Y yet, which gives possibility. So it's using languages of possibility. So it's also mm-hmm. really helpful. That's wonderful advice. Uh, can you provide any examples of common pitfalls or maybe some misconceptions that business owners might encounter when goal setting? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're excited, you want to, like, and you think of in the world of possibility, you're like, oh, I want to achieve this, 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 this. And I'm someone that has FOMO. I, I don't like to miss out. <laughs> so I, I definitely often will set too many goals. And then you get caught in like, I'm doing too much and I'm not going anywhere on any of them. Mm-hmm. So probably setting too many goals is one of the, the challenges. And I even get back down to each day, like I had a coaching client on Wednesday and we were talking about her overwhelm and she has a standard list of everything she has to do. And I said, all right, what I want you to do is pick out one thing per day, one priority per day that you really are going to feel proud when you put your head on that pillow that you've achieved. And so less is more, as we always hear, less is more, less goals so you can put more energy, time and your money into those maybe three goals that you want to have for your business. What, Where is it that you really want to move the dial? And what that will allow is a greater depth and understanding and comfort you can have around that goal so you can get way more clear and have greater clarity around that goal and the action steps for that. Um a lack of clarity can also be one of the challenges for businesses. They might be like, oh, I want to be here. But if you don't set the clear goals and the action points or you don't know who can help you get to that next stage or you don't talk to other people about what they're doing and maybe give you ideas of what you could also implement in your business to get to the point that you want to get to, um, then you're going to feel a bit unsupported as well. So like having that clarity, knowing the people that can help you. Um, And then also one of the other pitfalls is not sharing and getting staff engaged. So Mm -hmm. you might set the goal for you and your business and you know all of this and the staff come in and they do their job. This is one of the interesting things also about Lululemon and I've taught it in corporate workshops um, since is when you're an employee, you want to feel a sense of purpose each day too. And you want to feel a sense of accomplishment. Um, Humans work best when we have a challenge that's within reach. We have a challenge. We see our progress on that. So it gives us motivation to keep going. Um, And then there's sort of a reward at the end when we achieve that. But we also know how our, what the purpose of our work is, which plays up into the business goals. So when employees or team members don't know what is, what is their contribution in order, like contributing to the bigger, greater business goals? And if they don't know how they're contributing to it moving and improving, then there's a bit of a lack of purpose. They're just turning up to work and going home. It becomes maybe an hour to hour sort of job. So it gives them a bit of ownership when they're a part of the business goals. And I always think that that's, it's a game changer when you bring your staff in to be engaged in what your business goals are. Um, Nicer for you too as a business owner to be able to share that because you can then share the success because really your business, I always say, it's about the staff that work for you. They are the business that, and you're supporting them Mm. because you can't run the business as a one-man band when you've got staff as well. You're not, it's not all about you. It's support them because they're the, the majority typically. Mm. I think one of the other common challenges about goal setting is not knowing what's realistic. So I think a lot of people get stuck in that space. Mm. I want to achieve um, 30 clients 
by the end of the year, but is that achievable? And if I'm breaking that down and I'm, okay, I'm going to try and get five clients this month and six clients next month, but because they've not had that experience to get out there and, and start attracting new clients, they immediately get stuck and don't know, well, how do I goal set that's realistic? Do you push yourself to go higher? Do you push push yourself to go lower? What's your advice around when you don't know what's realistic? What's your advice around making your goals? Yeah, love that. Great question. Um, there's a thing called you stress, I think. There's a stress level <laughs> called you stress, which is the healthy level of stress, but it's not going to push you over to where you end up in fear or in no action. And so we sort of want that enough of a stress that it's going to call you to action, um, but we don't want too little where you're like, yeah, I'll do it next week. <laughs> I got time. I got plenty of time. Um, so the the best thing is, is setting that goal for what you what you want in one year's time. When you're breaking it down, how do you know, like you're asking, how do you know what what is realistic in even breaking that goal down? Who do you know that's already done it before? Mm-hmm. What feels right or maybe what has been your achievement so far? What's your trajectory of growth in your business? And so let's say that you've been adding two more clients per week or per month then keep going with that trajectory, assuming that you're going to do all the bits that are getting those two new clients added to the books, then add it in a way that you've already seen the progress happen. Another option is, all right, what are you willing to do that's going to move the dial to achieve the results? So let's just say you're about to go and um, speak at a national conference and offer maybe some a discounted rate for a next month, then you could probably then have an estimate that might be a safe estimate of I will increase following that event. Um, typically, it's you also want to check in with your emotions. What feels manageable that's going to keep you in action versus too much and that probably like it's a waste of time even writing it in. So always check in with your emotions because unfortunately they get in the way, don't they? Mm-hmm. They, can, they do, absolutely. They can, they can really drive us to continue to take action or they can really block us. Um, so this little emotional making machine, we need to look after it. So I always like to check in and also see your body language around when you set a goal of, say, two more clients per week or per month, how does that feel for you? Is that driving you? Does that excite you? Does that feel okay? Mm. And I think adaptability is really important as well. So is that something that you teach in your coaching to help people adapt their goals when it's not working or or, re- or I should say maybe not adapt but maybe review their goals? Because mm. if, you, if something is unrealistic to you because you don't know what to expect, so if you put on your in your goal setting that you want 30 clients in the next month because that's what you want, but that's obviously quite a big leap because you've got nothing now. Mm. So do you teach people to review those goals or maybe review their steps in their actions in order to keep them on track? Absolutely. I always recommend that at least every quarter uh, we review all of your goals. What are the goals that you're just not taking action on? What are the goals that are sucking way too much time and not going anywhere? Because it's almost like hitting your head against a brick wall where you're like, maybe just now is not the right time for that one. Maybe we move that to next year so we can make greater progress and get this other goal complete. Um, so what's what do we need to take out? What's working? What's not working? And What do we really want to keep in there and what don't we want to keep in there? And then it can be a lot of work around the mindset, really. But um, the three-month check-ins, like reviewing your goals every three months is really great because you haven't lost a whole year before you've reviewed them. So it's not like you haven't implemented a system that's going to give you leverage, like a booking appointment system that you might be thinking about doing and you've lost a year of not having that in place, which means you could have had a whole person available for meeting with clients if you did that system right at the start of the year. Three months isn't too bad. Um, It's enough time to be able to um, lose it, but you haven't, you know, all your goals haven't gone in the bin for the year. Um, But uh, the 
being able to be uh, flexible is absolutely essential. We don't write our goals in concrete and you need to be okay in being able to change it mm-hmm. because as life changes, as opportunities change, we might, for example, if you've got a business that you might look to grow, someone else might come to you and say, hey, you've got an absolutely pumping business. I love what you're doing. I'm looking to sell mine. And I had a client like that where they had this opportunity they were about to go on holidays and this other person said, hey, do you want to buy my business? Which would then boost their business to two locations. And they had to test, is that what I want? It's not in my vision because I didn't expect this sort of to come to me. Um, so you you do need to be flexible and that then changed the goals if they wanted to take that on. Um, so always looking to, I think, going back to the, point that I made before though, look to change your strategy instead of your goals. But if a goal is just not working, then look to take that out if you can't connect with the why. But being flexible is really important. That's what what's the one thing that we know in life that will always be changed. <laughs> and it's the less is more approach as well, is because you may have set too many goals and therefore you're too you're too caught up, not caught up, but you're um, mm-hmm. you're you're spread so thinly amongst so many tasks that you're not achieving anything. You know, you're what are they saying? You're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah, picking exactly what you can do to give it your hundred percent energy, rather yes. than doing lots of little things and putting a little bit of energy into those. I think that's my life lesson, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that myself. <laughs> also, if you're just starting out in setting goals, you want to see progress. So the less goals, the more progress you'll see, the greater satisfaction and that feeling of like motivation because you're making that progress and the investment of time and energy into it, then that's going to give you the belief in the system that setting goals will help you achieve success that you're wanting. So absolutely, the start out with a few um, and build on that. Mm, absolutely. I've got a couple more questions for you. I noticed on your website you mentioned a study from the American Society of Training and Development, and I'd love for you to highlight some of the key findings of that study. Yeah, really interesting, isn't it, actually? I mean, we've sort of talked about the importance and the impact of accountability. Um, so when you are setting out and you have an idea or a goal, you've got a 10% probability of completing that goal. Um, when you tell somebody else and you commit to somebody else that you're going to do it, that increases to 65%. Wow. And that, I, <laughs> isn't it? And I think that goes to the fact that that person is then like, oh, okay, you're going to open another business or you're going to have five more clients by the end of the year. And then they might ask you about that. And then you know that they know about what your goal is. And at any point in time that you catch up with them, whether it's a friend, a family member or another colleague, they can be like, oh, how's that going? And you need to be like humans. We want to say, oh, it's going really well. As humans, we always want to say yes. We don't like to say no. And so this is why accountability has a huge success rate because when someone says, oh, hey, Anil, how's the... How are you going and implementing that booking system? You want to, you know, have you done it? You want to be able to say, yeah, yeah, I have done it rather than no. Um, So interestingly to that research point, when you have a specific accountability check-in booked in on a regular basis, you increase the likelihood of you achieving that goal by 95%. It's huge, huge. Huge. And I see that actually in the results because with clients who when they've had, say, a couple of months off and they've gone, oh, I'm so glad we're back into the accountability check-ins because they didn't take action because no one was going to be holding them to account to be calling them to say, hey, how's this going? What have you done towards that? So it's pretty powerful. Mm, Wonderful. Another thing I noticed on your website is that you have a free quiz that people can take, which is to work out what goal archetype they are. So can you elaborate on what this is and how understanding this can aid practitioners in tailoring their goal-setting approach? Absolutely. The archetypes are the three stages of where I see a goal setter, Um, particularly maybe the goal starter is the first one, and that's where you're 
you're just starting to set goals. You haven't felt that, oh, my God, this is so exciting um, feeling of once you've achieved a goal or gone through the process of effective goal setting where you break out the year down to the months, the weeks, you do all the things and you get to the end of the goal and you've achieved it and they have that immense satisfaction and fulfilment. Um, I sort of talk more about fulfilment and finding fulfilment through goal setting uh, rather than happiness because happiness is temporary. Um, you can have happiness on a daily basis though. I'm okay with that. If you take your action, you can feel happy about it. Um, so the goal starter is someone that hasn't maybe yet set business goals or they're not following business goals. They might just be going with the response of what's on my email, what do I need to do immediately? Um, and they may start to feel a little bit overwhelmed by goal setting. Um, and then some of the what happens is when people go and do the goal archetype quiz, then you get some free tips. Well, it's a free quiz. Um, you get tips on uh, what you can do to get yourself to the next level of a goal achiever. So it sort of states where you're at now. So maybe this is the sorts of things that you're doing. Um, these are the sorts of things that you're feeling. And this is the tips to go to the next level um, to achieve a bit more in your goal setting um, experience or success. Um, so the next uh, the second archetype is the goal setter. Um, they may have some goals. Um, they sometimes are strong when they get challenges. Those obstacles that we were talking about before, they're like, okay, yep, I know these come. <laughs> it's just a storm, but it's not taking down the world. So I can weather the storm and keep, keep on going. Um, they know that feeling of achievement and the motivation once they've achieved a goal. And then the third level is the goal kicker. And they're like, oh, yeah, goals are amazing. I love setting goals. Um, and they'll preach to convert you if you don't set goals. <laughs> no, not necessarily. But they're probably ones that are setting goals for work, but maybe they haven't set any goals personally. Um, and I often say you can't set goals in any area of your life without setting them in every area because if you're setting goals in work, then they're going to have a flow and effect you personally if you've got a family if you uh, uh maybe on your eating so if you want to spend extra time to get a work goal over the line it might take time away from the family it might take time away from the walks in the morning you do it might take time away from the healthy prep food prep so you might have to change what you're eating etc um so i always suggest that if you are that goal kicker archetype and you are just setting goals for work, definitely start setting goals personally as well in your other areas of your life. Um, and they're also maybe someone that wants more out of life but doesn't know how to get it. You know, when there's they've got more capacity, but how do I find that? Maybe I'm not in the right, I'm not with the right people. Maybe I'm not doing the most aligned business to me maybe I need to tweak it a little to be more aligned maybe I don't know my business values therefore I'm not getting the clients that are aligned to to that um and so yeah so once you know your archetype then you can work with that and you can then build to work towards the next level um and there's all sorts of um tips and tricks on how you can do that um some things that I suggest for example like the goal starter they, they need a bit of a helping hand. So they might need some external motivation. Um, a very basic example of that where you're starting out setting goals is I had a baby at the start of this year and back to being a goal starter, <laughs> I needed some motivation to get into exercise again. And as simple as it was, I booked two Pilates classes per week. And I know that's a bit more of a, a personal goal example, but in your business, if you you need you might just start off by getting some external accountability a couple of times a week to do two actions, mm. um, just to get you going and that momentum because momentum is super important um, mm. for getting that success as well around your goals. 
And I think the personal stuff is also really relevant to your business stuff. For me personally, I get up really early in the morning. I go for my walk or my jog. I'll get dinner ready. I'll get the kids' lunches ready. Like I get all this stuff achieved in the morning on a personal level. That's for me. It's for my family so that when I get to sit at my desk, I'm not not clogged by all that stuff I've got to do at home. My my washing's done. The house is tidy. (sighs) That difference in that mentality when I sit at my desk is exponential. And so when you're looking at those personal values of making yourself more healthy because you're making the time for that, that mm-hmm. reflects on your business, not just in the physical capacity of doing your work, but in your mental capacity too. Because if mentally you're you're feeling good about yourself because if you achieve so much, but you're eating healthy and you're exercising, then you're more clear mentally. So when you're sitting at your desk, you're actually more productive and you're getting more done in less time than had you not set those personal goals for yourself as well. So I think they, to me, they're intertwined. You can't just work on your personal and not think about uh, the business or vice versa because they are so, you know, connected. I love that. I love that. And also what I hear and what you're saying is you're filling your cup in the morning. You're filling your cup to be able to give to other people from a full cup for the rest of the day. And don't kids take it out of you. <laughs> yeah, sure, <don't> they? <laughs> kids is one thing, but you're giving like in the health practitioner world, you're giving to all your clients. Mm-hmm. You're giving all of you, like we were saying, like when you're in a client appointment, you're giving a hundred percent to that client. And so if you don't fill your cup up in the morning with whatever that is, whether it's meditation, running, walking, whatever, and feeling good about yourself in your life, then you're you're not going to be able to give from that full cup. Mm. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel every client that comes in and we can pick up on energy. So mm. I love the fact that you've just brought that up of fill your cup, do things that are going to make you feel great to start the day personally. Mm. Um, and I guess that also brings me to think about you need other people that are going to support you as a business owner because you're the one that wears many hats. You probably have staff, but aside from even if you don't have staff, you are the one that gives, 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 gives to clients to do the, all the things. Who's giving you the energy? Who's mm-hmm. giving you the motivation? Who's being your personal cheer squad? Um, that's what I've been called before by clients. They're like, oh, I feel like I've got my own personal cheer squad. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm here to motivate you. I'm here to support you through the tough times, but I'm also here to celebrate the the wins. The weekly wins is what I always um, ask on a weekly call is what's your win for the week? Mm. And if that's something that um, business owners can also think about, even at an, even at the evening as you go to sleep, what have I done well today? And maybe that's the walk in the day, the walk in the morning, I've filled my cup up. That's my win for the day because mm. I felt better about giving to my clients today from doing that. What's my win for today on a daily basis or what's my win for the week on a weekly basis? And it's much easier to give from a place of abundance than it is from a place of being depleted and hence why the personal yeah. stuff is so intertwined with the business stuff as well when it comes to achieving your own goals. So I love that. Absolutely. I've got one more question for you. It's something I ask everybody. And even though yeah. you've given us lots of golden nuggets, if you were to give just one piece of advice to a natural health practitioner aiming to build a successful practice that they love, what would it be? Yeah, great. I love that. Um, I would say invest the time and the money and the energy into setting your goals up. I mean, I'm a bit biased, but I mean, if you're a big believer in a goal action um, person as well, and you understand the impact and the success and results you can get from it, it makes life simple. It makes success simple when mm. you have the clear plan that is actually going to move the dial in your business and your life. It just gives clarity and simplicity and a quiet confidence mm-hmm. in somebody that knows exactly what they want um, and what they're working on in that in that year. Um, and the difference between someone that has clear goals set and someone that doesn't, that is unsure, a bit anxious, not sure whether they take this opportunity or whether they don't, they don't know when to say yes or no. When you have clear goals and you know your values and they're aligned and things, when opportunities come to you, you're really clear in able to being able to say, yep, that aligns with my goals or nope, 
that can either wait till next year or that doesn't align. Thank you and no. Um, so I definitely would say if you want ease, clarity, then definitely set your goals up in an effective way and work from your goals check-in. You don't have to be perfect at it. No one is. Um, but if you look at all the successful people, uh, they do have goals, whether it's a sports person, whether it's the presidents, whether it's um, people that you know that own other businesses, the people that are moving and progressing in a positive way, they have goals. And the other, am I allowed to say two? <laughs> the other one is focusing on positive language because that in itself is what is going to change how you feel. So when we speak in a positive way about other people and things and our business, then we will start to think that way about ourselves as well and we'll start to be kinder in and speak kindly to ourselves or in our thoughts. So using positive language is pretty amazing in itself to get more yeses and open doors. Um, and even in the way of congratulating someone or just acknowledging your staff for working that day. Hey, thanks so much for your work today. Positives are sometimes underestimated, mm -hmm. but using positive language. How can we how can we work on X versus why isn't this working? Why isn't, you know? Mm -hmm. How can we? And when you start using the words like we, then the people that are working with you feel like it's a team effort mm -hmm. and it feels easier. So how can we improve this? This is great. How can we get it to this level? And asking the questions like how to get a constructive answer versus can we, which will in, end up in a yes or no, closed answers. So when you think to yourself about um, progress, I want you to ask, how can I achieve this? How will we be able to do this? Um, so talk to yourself more positively, talk to your team positively and even thank them and acknowledge them for thanks for your great work today because and when it's you those ask, sorts of things that make a difference to that person. Yeah. Positive yeah. messaging, It's I think you touched on this earlier as well, I think you recommend not just saying I will achieve this as in it's the, you know, this is in the future tense. It's I have achieved this because if you're picturing, picturing yourself having achieved your goal and feeling those emotions of having achieved that goal, it's a really huge motivator as well. So would you agree with that? Absolutely. There's a lot you can do with vision work, which is um, super cool. You can either get really clear on a vision and then take yourself to that point. So Let's imagine that you're thinking of a goal that you want for your business and it's the 31st of December 2024. Think of that goal and I want you now to think about how are you going to feel once you've achieved that? Mm. How is that going to impact your life? How is that going to give you a boost of confidence knowing that you've set out a challenge, you've taken the actions and you've now achieved it? What does that do for the rest of the results in your life? So now with that goal that you're thinking about, where are you now celebrating the success of that achievement? Because also reward yourself for having achieved that. What are the people around you saying about your achievement of this particular goal? So what are you hearing? What are you feeling? And what are you seeing? So what are you seeing as the result of achieving that? Maybe it's full books. What are you hearing other people say? Wow. Look at how much you've grown your business. You're awesome. Way to go. Um, and what are you feeling inside you? A confidence and a, a fulfillment, which is going to absolutely supercharge you to then go and set more goals and achieve them. So once you set those goals, do that sort of feeling, seeing, hearing around uh, each goal for what that's going to be once you've achieved it. Mm, love it. Uh, Angie, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Tell my listeners, how can they find out more about you, your coaching programs, and also how to do that free quiz of the goal archetypes? Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved chatting also to another fellow goal setter and goal kicker. It's been amazing. Um, so my goal squad, so um, 
um, mygoalsquad.com is the website. So you can jump on there and do the free archetype quiz. Um, and anyway, contact me. Uh, I'd love to hear how you find it or if you've got any questions around those. I also have Instagram, so just my, at my goal squad as well or Facebook at my goal squad. Um, and I'd love you to yeah drop me a message if you've got any questions or maybe what one of your takeaways is from today's podcast. I'd love to hear about that. Um, and the programs that we offer are all on the website as well, um, mainly the Big Life Accountability Program, um, which if you're ready to set some goals then and be kept accountable, that's the one for you. Um, otherwise, we can do a one-off goal-setting uh, session as well just to get you going. Excellent. All of those links will be in the show notes as well, so you can easily find them there. Thank you again, Anne. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Anil. Lovely chat. Thank you for tuning in today, and I look forward to having you join me in the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest releases. And for more helpful tips, look for me on Instagram under the handle Supercharge My Practice. This podcast is proudly sponsored by My Appointments.